0: Welcome to the NACA American Dream program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way.
1: Hey, 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 welcome back. Welcome back for another, another awesome episode of NACA's American Dream Program. And if you have questions, please don't feel free to call 833-771-7500. Again, that number is 833-771-0500. And again, back by popular demand, we had so many, many, a plethora of questions last week that we had to invite them back. So we have Eric Exum in the house to answer questions again. So 833-771-0500 for questions. I can't do anything without going to Texas, talking to my mistress of ceremony. Miss Control herself, <laughs> Anjanette Downs Timido,
2: Yay! <laughs>
3: All right. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon and good morning. Depending on where you are, we are back again and we got the tag team duo coming at you. What was that song? Tag team. We back again. So back in 2022, another double dose just for you. It is the NACA American Dream Program. And Damian, it is a beautiful day, a beautiful day in the neighborhoods, a beautiful day to be riding in the neighborhood and at a 30 year Fixed rate at two point five percent. You can't beat that with a stick. And let me tell you, NACA has a fifteen-year fixed rate as well at one point seven five. We doing it live all the time. You cannot beat that with a stick. We love what we do, and we're bringing it just for you. But guess what? I don't want to even belabor the 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 point of having our national director. Eric Exum onto the show. I cannot tell you guys, believe it or not, as busy as this man is, he said, you know there what? As long as I'm able to give good information to help more people get into these homes He's willing to stop his day and do just that. So Eric, thank you for joining us. Damien said it best, 833-771-0500. And on Facebook, we're live, throw them hearts up because we're back here, bring the questions. We're here just for you. Eric, thank you for joining us today. How are you?
2: I'm great. Always happy to be on. Happy to get the information out there. And I'm excited that our membership is so engaged and wants to get this right. So they have a smooth process.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so blessed to have you. And I know we got, we got your, your dynamic duo, Tammy Johnson will be joining us as well. So bring your rehab hand questions, bring your underwriting, any conditions, whatever you want to talk about. This is the show designed just for you and Eric, believe it or not, we're going to get the ground with the ball rolling because we already have questions. People have already started asking us questions Damien, did you have something before we get started? Yes,
1: I want to make sure that we get that first question that Eric reiterates of what's next when I do the workshop. Because we had, what, about seven or eight questions.
2: What's next? Eric, when they finish that homebuyer workshop, what's next? Okay, so once you finish the workshop, you get your NACA ID. You want to create, you want to log in using your NACA ID. So you want to go to www.naca.com and start on your web file. And you'll log in and create your web file. You'll want to get with our uh, our member services and schedule your appointment. You want to have you want to schedule your one on one appointment. The reason your web file is so important is because you have to demonstrate that you're ready for your intake. Your intake is your first appointment, so you're going to read through. You're going to provide data. You're going to provide your name, your address. You know we'll have that stuff already. But you'll start getting into your bank account numbers um, and the credit, assets, and income information mm-hmm. your counselor is going to need. So you're basically going to set up your own pre-intake by delivering information and documents so that when, you're, when your counselor meets with you day one, your counselor has the information. They can focus on getting you ready for homeownership rather than focus on doing data entry and managing documents. So step one, get your NAC ID, set up your web file. Step two, make your appointment and make sure you have your data and documents uploaded because your appointment will get canceled if you didn't prepare for your session. Now, don't, don't worry. If for some reason there's a technology issue of why you can't prepare, then just call member services and they'll assist you in being prepared and or make the exception to make sure you get seen for that intake session.
1: So Eric, with that, nobody's on a, um, nobody should be sitting at home waiting on somebody from NACA to call them to set up an appointment. This is something they have to actively do because I've heard people say, no one called me, no one said anything. So from my understanding, from what you are saying, they have to be an active participant and call once they've updated their data to now schedule an appointment.
2: Is that what I'm hearing? Jamie, and that's exactly right. And I love that you point that out because remember the NACA process isn't something that's done for you. It's done with you. The entire process is an educational process. Your counselor is preparing you for homeownership. Your counselor is preparing you so that you can get the loan through our participating lenders. So you have to be very involved in your own process. It's a partnership with your counselor and the support teams at NACA. It's not NACA getting this for you. It's NACA clearing the path and teaching you how to follow that path, So that you can get your your best in America mortgage. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I
3: love it. I love it. And uh, we got a question coming in through the phone line and Cedric, hold on just a second. Thank you on Facebook. We're going to get to your question next. Uh, The question um, from our phone line, Eric, is. Uh, they enjoyed their home, their first home buyer's workshop, the first one of the 2022 year. But they want to know uh, if, it, if they have to live in the property because they live in one state and they want to buy a property in another state. And they can't remember whether it was discussed or not, if it has to be owner occupied.
2: All right. Very good. So there's two kind of two questions in one in there. And I want to make mm-hmm. sure I reiterate. So, yes, with the NACA program. You need to live in the area or have lived in the area you want to purchase for at least six months previously. The reason for that, of course, is that, you know, different neighborhoods in different cities, you got to get to know them. And if you buy in the wrong neighborhood, then, you know, it's not going to be a great experience for you. And, and we're all about improving quality of life, not just get shoving somebody into a home and then that not working out for them. And as you know, most of us know, if you don't get to know a neighborhood, you know you might buy in an area where just the culture of that neighborhood just doesn't work for you, or the convenience of that neighborhood might be where there's too much traffic to get to work. The school system doesn't work for your children. Um, the churches and or grocery stores aren't the types that you're comfortable with, and and you know want to want to go visit. Right. So where you buy, you know, is probably one of the most important things in your decision. Now, having said that, and, and, and NACA takes steps to make sure that you are going to own occupied Once you figure out where to buy, you have to live in that property that you purchased in that program. We are a neighborhood stabilization program and it must be owner-occupied. That's part of our eligibility criteria. So not only you know, do you have to, we, we have you sign and we do record a security instrument. You don't have to pay against it, but there's a $25,000 lien from the property so that if you don't live in the property, that lien will implement it. In addition to that, also you need to commit to being living in the property you purchase for a minimum of five years. And there is a stabilization, a neighborhood stabilization uh, payment if you don't live in the property for five years. So if you sell the property or refinance in less than five years, then the proceeds will, or up to $25,000 of the proceeds, if it's in the first year, can actually go towards that stabilization fee for not holding your obligation of stabilizing that neighborhood through uh, uh, owner-occupancy in home ownership.
1: So Eric, what I hear you saying is, this is not for investors. It's Thank for you. owner-occupied people who are trying to grow wealth, but it is not for someone who's trying to live in another state, own in this state. Isn't this is not an investor program, everyone? Just make sure you understand it is not for investors. You go next door to the next bank, to the next mortgage company.
2: Yep. But it is Thank you. I, I'm glad you said that, Damien. And not only is it not for investors, and that's huge but it's also not for people who haven't made a decision about where they're going to be for the next five years. Absolutely, I know life happens. So things happen and sometimes you can't be where you intended to be for the next five years, but I want everybody to understand, this is a program for people who know where they're going to be for the next five years, at least. Thank perfect. You, perfect. Perfect.
3: And now we have Cedric. Cedric, thank you on Facebook. We love hearing from you. And this is a good question, Eric. His question is regarding Uh, being prepared for his closing. He he said, I received the initial closing disclosure. I've been told that the amount can change from the initial to a final disclosure. Is that true? And the second part of his question is, I have more than enough listed on the initial disclosure, but but I just wanna be prepared. So is it true about, about the amounts can change?
2: Another great question. And Cedric is doing his homework. Yes. The amounts can definitely change, okay? Um, And so I'm going to have to explain this a little bit because we have a recent change in process. But where Cedric is in the process right now, the answer is absolutely your cash to close, which is showing on your initial closing disclosure. Not only can it change, it's going to change. And I'll tell you why. We've, We've been providing initial, or the lender has been providing initial closing disclosures, which give the terms of the loan. So your interest rate, your APR, you know, your amount of your loan, the cost of the loan to you. That all has to be disclosed early and upfront. When I say early, um, TRID regulations require you to have that information, a minimum of three business days, and that's with early acknowledgement, um, and then you can close on the next business day. You can add also three business days if if you didn't sign your closing disclosure and deliver it to NACA. It would take another seven days to close after you're cleared to close if we didn't issue the initial closing disclosure with the terms agreed to. Once you're cleared to close, that's when we schedule your closing. The things that are gonna change are your taxes. So the property taxes go right to the day that you close. Your interim interest or called per diem interest for the month that you close in. That's gonna change right up to the day that you close. The seller's responsibility For taxes will change based on the day of the closing. So in some markets or most markets in the country, taxes are paid in arrears. That means you live in the the house for a year and then you pay the property taxes for the previous year. In some jurisdictions, it's paid in advance, meaning you pay the taxes at the beginning of the tax period for the rest of the tax period. The reason that's so important, Cedric and others, is that the seller has to pay you back If it's paid in arrears, meaning you buy the house, they're gonna give you the money from the tax period beginning to the day that you close. If it's paid in advance, you have to pay the seller back. And it will adjust how much you bring to close. In your initial closures and closure in the NACA process, that wasn't factored yet. Now, the reason I I mentioned the change in process as of January is that we're gonna initial, we're gonna assign one closing disclosure. Bank of America and our participating lenders, they've been able to solve the issue of electronic delivery of the closing disclosure. Mm-hmm. That means that we can actually close three business, once you have your three business days, your next business day. There's no longer a back and forth about the three delivery days. Therefore, we're gonna, we're gonna issue, or just starting in January, we're issuing one meaningful and final closing disclosure. With the actual date that you're going to close. Just keep in mind you're only going to get that about four days before your actual closing date.
3: Four days before. This is good information.
2: The the reminder.
3: Right. Go ahead, Damien.
1: The reminder is please don't stop saving. Keep saving until you close. When you get those loan estimates, it is what the word just said, estimate. So you can't hold that true because you haven't gotten your final taxes and insurance. So as Eric just said, that's going to change. So I just always admonish people, keep saving. Don't stop. It's an estimate. It gives you a ballpark figure. But don't think it may or may not stay. It could go up. It could go down. But continue to keep saving your money until after you close.
3: That is absolutely correct. Remember, a couple of shows ago, we had a member that was on. And in her testimony, she said she kept saving until it became a habit. And now she has money now to take vacations and things like that. She, she started investing in her children's school's education. So that savings pattern that NACA started her on what became habit forming and it continued. So those are healthy habits. And we like to hear that. Tammy Johnson, <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen. She has arrived. <laughs> Sorry,
4: guys, run a little bit behind. How are we going we to
1: that? We know you're busy. We, we know
3: you are absolutely busy. Yes, we know that our national directors are always busy, but they have agreed to come and just continue to share the, the helpful information it, it takes and is required for us to just continue to give that information out. And, and when we're when we're ordered and assigned, we understand the assignment. So thank you, Tammy, for saying, you know what, my assignment is to personally want to give back to our membership. And thank you for doing that. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Can we start with you on our phone line? We have so many questions that are coming (laughs) through from both areas. We're just toggling back and forth, but we have two that one is directly for you and your group within the the hand department. Can we start with that, Tammy?
4: Sure. What do you have?
3: Um, Someone has a, a parent that is giving them some land and they want, to build a house on, they want to build a house on their own land. Can I use my NACA loan just to build a house on the land? And how will that land now be tied to the loan?
4: Very good question. We get this a lot, and it's, it's very important that everyone understand the intricacies of custom building. NACA's loan product is not uh, something you can use for a custom build, however, There is a way to work it out to where you find a custom builder that is willing to build on your land. They're going to need to work with you to get interim financing. Interim financing is a temporary interim loan for the time it takes to build all the way to completion. At the completion of the build, the NACA loan can be used as the final loan, the permanent 30-year fixed loan. Uh, there's a few things that you need to know about this option. Number one, you need to be fully qualified before you engage in that type of scenario. Number two, you need to understand how the custom builder will be acquiring your land. A custom builder is not going to invest and build on a, on a, a piece of land they don't own. So you are basically entering into a contract with this custom builder to Let them assume the land. There is a contract that you would need to write. I strongly recommend that you have attorneys review the agreement between you and a custom builder, understanding how that land will convey at the completion and final loan product. Interim loan um, can be a little tricky. So you want to make sure you are first initially qualified with NACA. You can supply that qualification letter. With any bank you're working to get interim financing in, sometimes a custom builder can finance on their end, but you can also do the interim where you don't have to um, facilitate the uh, assumption of the land, but every single market is different. That's why I recommend you speak to an attorney. At the completion, You're going to um, do a final loan just like you would with any other builder where you would go into a neighborhood and put down a contract for the final price. As long as that final price does not exceed what you qualified for, um, you should be able to do the final loan product with NACA based on your qualification limits. There's a few things that I want to bring up when it comes to the final price. Sometimes when you're building a custom home, price gets away with you. So you need to always be mindful of your budget and understand that if you go above what you qualified with NACA, you either one, you may not be able to use our loan product because it's outside of your qualification, or you may need some buy-down or out-of-pocket principal reduction. It's it's not so easy as a straight run-of-the-mill transaction. So make sure that you do your due diligence, look for a builder that is financially responsible, for their part of the construction costs. They need to be vetted for reputation, make sure you look at all of their credentials. And then number two, you do need to seek the assistance of an attorney. And I recommend the NACA settlement agent to get involved to kind of help you navigate those waters as well. We do not get involved in any uh, part of the interim finance option. That's between you and the custom builder. If you are working with a real estate agent, understand their role. Are they representing you? Are they representing the builder? How are they facilitating that transaction? And how are they getting paid in this transaction? So there's a lot of things that you would need to do on your end as far as the homework. And Eric, I don't know if you have anything to add in regards to the qualification criteria, but those are my recommendations.
2: I have nothing to add. sounds like you covered it all. Just Like you said, make sure you qualify for the amount that you're having the bu- the builder spend up front, because because what you got to think of it as exactly as Tammy said, you're working with someone else to have the house built. Then only after it's built, the certificate of occupancy is issued and it becomes real estate, meaning a house on on property that is now titled as real estate. Only then can the NACA financing take over, and you sure, have to pay tam- tam- that amount. And the does cost. This is. This- are-
4: I'm sorry, Damien. No, no, go
2: ahead. Go ahead, go ahead,
4: Tam. The cost that I would uh, flag for additional cost, sometimes people think that I own the land, so it's going to be cheaper. That might be the case. However, does it have water? Does it have electricity? How is that being developed into the property? That's where you can see additional costs. So make sure you budget out this build before you contractually obligate yourself to an interim loan or to a custom builder. Get a budget up front. Very
1: important. Sorry, Damien. No, no, no. The only question I want to follow up with that, either Erica, or uh, Tammy, um, this doesn't affect your, your debt to income because I know like if you go get something else, you know, before you close, that could affect your debt to income. How would you guys just look at this different because you know that they're doing an the interim loan? How does that work oh, with the debt to income?
2: Yeah, that would not impact your debt to income ratio, just like if you're doing a refinance because you're paying off that loan with this one. So you still just qualify for the NACA debt-to-income ratio without factoring the money you borrowed because that money is being paid off as part of this transaction. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Awesome. 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 And Adrian Green, I think we addressed your your question about uh, uh, the six months uh, uh, living in a certain state or whatever. Eric already addressed that. And thank you, Eric. You did two birds with one stone with that one. If we didn't, Adrian, hit us back and let us know if you have any additional questions about... Uh, being able, having to live six months in the property or in the state that you re, you want to reside in. If you now want, come
2: talk- on, I'm sorry, to t- oh, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but um, I think Adrian was asking something very specific that because the income that Adrian has transfers to, and it doesn't matter where Adrian lives. Mm-hmm. Now the, the question is about that, and and you're right, it was already answered, but I just want to make sure um, Adrian really understands that it's two separate issues. It's correct. The income that you qualify for has to be where you buy the property. If it doesn't matter, you know, where, you know, if you, if you work from home and your employer doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter to your employer where you work from, then you can buy anywhere in terms of qualifying income. It's a separate issue of getting what we discussed earlier. You got to get to know or demonstrate that you know a community before you buy in the community, because you are obligated to live in that community. And we don't want anyone to have lifestyle issues because they don't, they're do not they not familiar. You know, I'm from New York City. You know, you go two blocks over and it's a completely different type of neighborhood. You know, I moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina, same kind of thing, right? You know, um, North Charlotte is very different from East Charlotte, which is very different from West Charlotte, which is very, very different from South Charlotte. And not everyone's going to be comfortable in different, er- different neighborhoods and different areas of the city.
3: Great. Great. Thank you, Eric, for the clarity. And Rosie is asking about timeshare. Rosie says she got kind of stuck into a timeshare that she probably shouldn't have gotten. She's trying to get out of the timeshare. But in the meantime, will that hinder her from uh, going through the NACA process or will it count as property owned?
2: It will not count as property earn, owned in terms of eligibility. So great question there. Um, will it hinder? It may be a limiting factor in how much she can qualify for because it will be factored in your debt to income ratios. And keep in mind, audience out there, even if your timeshare is paid off, the maintenance fees and taxes that you continue to pay, those get factored into your ratios, even if you don't have a loan on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. But-
3: And she's still paying on it. So that's part of her. Yeah, that's part of the debt to income ratio. Okay. Yeah. I hope that answered your question, Rosie. Thank you. Want to talk about Sabrina. Sabrina is saying, can you buy the home that you are currently renting? If she's renting a home, she likes it. She wants to buy
4: that home. Can she do that through the NACA program?
2: Don't take that, Tammy.
4: We encourage um, when inventory is limited all over the country talk to your landlord about buying the home that you're in especially if you like where you live and uh, if your rental payment is affordable chances are your mortgage payment will be even more affordable but here's the thing a lot of people that live in the home you know exactly what's wrong with it so I'm going to put my hand cap on and you're still going to have to get a property inspection and you will need to address the required repairs that fall within code safety and health and because you live in the home we're going to be holding you a little bit more accountable to the property condition, making sure that um, all of the major systems, everything is working because you don't have that landlord to call anymore when things break down. So um, absolutely work work on buying the homes that you rent if you have that opportunity, same rules apply. Eric, I don't know if you have anything to add to that.
2: No, that was spot on. The only one um, thing I'd warn people about is if you're just getting into a rent-to-own option, don't let them charge additional rent where they're going to save it to go towards yeah. your earnest money later, because if you live in it for a year or whatever the time period is, and you realize you just can't you just don't want to buy that particular house, then you've lost the extra rent that you're paying. They're putting aside, just pay fair market rent, save the minimum funds and the down payment. If you know, we don't have a down payment requirement, but you know, right. save the extra money on your own, separate from the rent you're paying. You know, just be careful of that if you're not already in a rent-to-own-up um, situation.
3: Oh, we got a good one coming. I'm going to hold that one and go to Coop DeVille, who says, how does NACA look at living with a family member or living with family? How can you show readiness?
2: Mm, I can speak on this for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> it's such a great question. It is. so, um, And it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the The... So first I'll give you the NACA policy and procedure answer. So you're clear on the direction that's gonna be looked for from your, from your counselor. Um, you would demonstrate your actual savings pattern. So if you're not paying rent because you live with family and you want a payment of $1,500 a month, you'll need to document that savings pattern for a minimum of six months. And I, And I really do mean minimum. Now, here's what you really need to better understand. So depending on your situation, so some people can live, live, live with family completely finance-free, meaning no rent, no utilities, not even chipping in towards groceries. And other people, there is a informal agreement where, or even formal, that you are contributing to the household in very significant ways. What you have to do is prepare yourself for homeownership with the assistance of your counselor. So you really do need to figure out how much you're contributing to the household. Figure out, and we just worked on an even more comprehensive budget than ever, figure out the true cost of life if you're when you're going to have your own place and you're going to be an owner. Most people underestimate the cost of, for example, groceries. The cost of groceries for two adults, one male, one female, um, age 19 to 50 years old, on average, is $615 a month. That's just for groceries. That doesn't even count. You know... Um, your laundry detergents and your toothpaste and all the right. other things that you often buy at the grocery store. But just for food, you're looking at six fifteen per month. And when I look at budgets, most people put something like $300 a month. You know, and that didn't even factor any children you might have and, and so on. So just keep in mind that you're really going to have to work with your counselor and do your homework on the cost of repairs, on the cost of maintenance for a house. Utilities tend to cost way more for a house than an apartment or somewhere you're renting because we tend to buy more space and more open space than, than we rent instead of being concealed inside of a building where all the multiple utilities tend to keep it warm or cool um, depending on where you, where you live and what season it is. Also, um, you know, there's the cost of transportation. If you live, you know, often people buy in places further from the jobs you burn more gas, you have more maintenance for your vehicles, you change your tires and windshield wipers more. So you really do have to factor all that when you're truly getting ready for homeownership. Your greatest fear should be the same as ours, that you buy a house and become what's called house poor. You know, even if you're making your mortgage payments, you don't have a lifestyle worth living because you can't afford anything else. So work with your counselor, really think it through. Rule of thumb, you have to demonstrate the full savings panel for six months, but it's not just about what you demonstrate for us. Most importantly, you have to figure out what the, what life in home ownership is gonna cost you and make sure you're truly prepared for it.
4: And I like- One what thing you I would oh. add, uh-huh. I wanna to add to this, because I think this is very important. Uh, if you think we are tough at NACA, you should talk to our kids, NACA children, get this conversation. So Eric is right, we could talk about this all day. We are going to scrutinize someone that work, that lives from home to determine homeownership readiness. What that means is, are you ready to care and maintain a property? Sometimes it's wiser to rent for six months or so. Are you sure this is something you want to do? When you're living with family and you've never owned a home, Or rented before sometimes the best step you can do is get a temporary rental rent something and understand what it takes to care you still have a landlord to lean on but it's not mama and daddy and they hold you a little bit more accountable right so for those of you out there that are looking to buy your first home and you're transitioning from home to your own homeownership ready is more than just making a mortgage payment It's about caring and maintaining for a very large investment. If you travel a lot, if you like to take vacations, how is this home going to impact your lifestyle? Are you truly ready to own a property? Just because you think you're ready, sometimes you need to feel it. So I would recommend for those of you that are transitioning from home to your own house having never rented before i would personally recommend leasing for a temporary period of time it does limit what you can rent i mean what you can save but if you have your minimum required funds before you leave home and then you want to test out an area that you're looking to buy in especially if you're planning on moving out of the city you live in go rent there Um, maintain that property, try to do as much as you can to understand what homeownership is. That's that's my recommendation for homeownership readiness. Best advice I could give anyone starting out first time.
2: Yeah, Tammy Very is good. spot on that the vast majority of people really do need to learn to crawl before they walk, right? And walk before they learn to run. The vast majority of people. Um, I just, the only thing I want to add to that is that that's especially true if you're trying to buy a multifamily.
1: If you're trying to buy a
2: multifamily and you've never had a place of your own, we're probably not going to qualify you for that. If you never
4: had a renter, how are you going to be a
2: landlord? Or if you've never even been a renter, right? Right. Um, So we have to, you know, most of us um, have to learn to follow before we lead, absolutely, and and to succeed at leading. So, So Tammy's saying it's exactly right. If you're trying to buy a multifamily, you're going to need to get out on your own and rent for six months or a year. So you really understand property maintenance and interactions, you know, between tenants and landlords. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt, but I want to make sure that. that
3: was I good. love that. I love that. You're basically very, 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 saying life. The life experiences brings that amount of readiness to you as well. That wisdom that you gain from just going out there and and living what you're going to experience, obviously, is key. And I like the fact that you you guys keep it real. I love that. I I, I
2: really well, do. It's really interesting because what works on paper then when we try practical application it seems to be like like we're starting all over yeah. Yeah. and you have yeah. to learn to do it in the real world you know you know when you test it and do well in school but then you have to apply it it's it's different you know it's it's important to have learned on paper but it's just very different when you're applying it in practical right. application
4: and if you're out there on social media Look at how much buyer's remorse is actually out there within the last 12 to 24 months. A lot of people rushed out because they thought homes were gonna be so expensive, they would never be able to find a home. There's a lot of young folks out there that are very disappointed in the quick decisions they made. So do your homework and make sure you actually truly are ready. Someone said, I want to own a home by the time I'm 25. Well, another wise man says, I don't wanna own a home until I pay all my debts. I mean, it's different for each person. But owning a property is a big responsibility and you got to make sure you're ready for it. And you don't want to regret a quick decision. So take your time. Don't feel rushed.
3: Awesome. Good question. That was a good question with a multitude of great wisdom and answers. We are at the midway point on our NACA American Dream program. And I just want to reiterate our number, 833 771 That's 833 771 And our Facebook family out there, throw some hearts up for yourself because you guys are keeping it live and in full effect with great questions. I love them. The next one is coming from our phone line. It is, can I refi with NACA after purchasing a new construction home? I want to add some rooms, but I need to refi in order to do so.
2: Sorry. We both want it. We both want right, it. Right, I mean, I, again, another topic I can talk about forever. Um, right now, NACA is not doing refi- refinances. The, the, the fact of the matter is, if you've know if you made a purchase and it's to a to purchase, you shouldn't need NACA for refinance. Interest rates are at all time lows and the market is appreciating in virtually every market in the country. So you should have some reasonable equity in the property so that you don't have to pay a PMI, private mortgage insurance or additional fees. And the cost to refi in today's day and age is, is nominal, right? It's it's reasonable um, and you can often lower the payment. A couple of rules of thumbs about refinancing, you know, whether you re- refinance, you know, you'll have to refinance outside of NACA. Generally speaking, if you could bring your interest rate down by one whole percent, it'll be worth your while to refinance. Um, It sounds like um, this caller is trying to do a rehab refinance. Um, So in that case, there's something else you might want to consider. If you have a great interest rate, I mean, you know, you can go one of two routes. You can refinance and pull equity out and use that equity, you know, with any lender to do the rehab that you want to do. Or what some people do is they take out a home equity line of credit if they have a, a great loan right now and use the HELOC. Um, home Equity Line of Credit is dubbed HELOC, um, acronym, uh, and use that money to do your refinance. But um, NACA is going to focus on only people who are trying to become homeowners or are trying to get an affordable, pay- affordable payment in their existing mortgage. And those people will go through our MAP program if they're already members or a home save program if they didn't buy through the NACA program and they need assistance getting a more, uh, an affordable mortgage payment. Excellent. Awesome.
3: I have this question coming in twice. So KY Butler, I don't know if you are calling and on Facebook, but I'm going to ask it because it came in two different ways. First, she's saying, or he's saying, I am a huge fan of the NACA program. Thank you very much. Bought it, I've brought at least five members to the, to the purchasing program Yay! since 2019. <laughs> Thank you again, Butler. Uh, how can I advocate for new members more? And then a phone call came in saying this, almost the same thing saying I'm bringing people in and I wanna I want to advocate for them because I know some of the, their challenges, I'm trying to help them, but I'm saying something now different than what the counselor is saying. Can you tell me how I can advocate for the members I'm bringing in?
2: Um, so I'm gonna start cause I know if um, Tammy knows this well and, and she'll have a fair amount to add. So it's great that you're bringing members and that's awesome. Tammy said something in the last segment that said, hey, you know, don't try to rush members through the process. So, um, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you bring people in, I understand that it's important, you know, to, under, to keep track of their progress and their making progress in the timelines that they should. But, you know, of course, don't, push, don't rush people through our process because our process is a very educational process. And for some people, it takes longer to really prepare for homeownership. Having said that, when you when you say how do you advocate for members more, of course, it depends on why you feel like you need to advocate. Right. If you feel like you're getting different information or the is giving the member different information um, than what you're hearing on this radio show and other places, always defer to what's in writing. If you go to NACA.com and then you look under home buyer and then you go to purchase resources, you know, we put it all in writing. You have our workbooks, our our home buyer workbook, you have our purchase workbook, you have hand documentation, you even have how to do an appraisal dispute. I mean, there's a lot of documented information. So always go to what's documented. Then um, how you can help best is really learn the process yourself. If you're sending a lot of members to the NACA program, really read all that information, understand it, and help your members package their documents in order and get, and understand the web file and help them upload through the web file, so that everything is out there very efficiently. Someone, you know, even though our process is, is smooth and the and the technology is is um, cutting edge, someone who's done it before can do it more efficiently. You know, the more times you do it, like anything else, you know, like just like playing a video game, working with software, the more times you do it, you know, the easier it gets. So certainly help your members through their web file if they're comfortable, you know, with, with you sitting there with their finances. Um, and then finally, work with the office directors and regional um, directors if you feel like the member, the member is getting different information than what's in writing.
3: Perfect, perfect. This is good information, uh, Mr. and Ms. Butler. I hope that helped you. Can you go through the program if you already started and got an approval? but didn't find a home for the amount you was approved for after two years, still haven't found a house. It's only 350s. I guess it's in the three fifties or more homes available right now. So I guess she's, it sounds like
4: she started
3: the program and still in the housing search.
4: Absolutely. Um, Don't give up, keep, keep it up, but your qualification needs to be updated. Chances are, if you've been in the process that uh, that long, we need to see how you're doing in your finances. We're going to pull a fresh credit report. We're going to look at how much money you have. Did you spend your minimum required funds? Ideally, you've added to your minimum required funds, which can help you qualify for more because we can look at buy-down options from there. But don't give up. This is this is something that's happening all over the country based on inventory availability and Keep putting in your pay stubs, keep uploading those bank statements, Mm -hmm. keep your file current every six months, check in, we want to check the temperature, make sure everything's the same. If you're saving more, maybe you can qualify or maybe you've saved more and you can pay down some of those debts and maybe you can qualify there. There's a bunch of scenarios that we want to look at. So um, stay in contact and update every six months until you you find the right house for you. Just never give up.
3: And Tammy, talk about the hand department a little bit, because the next question was, can, ha- can the
4: hand department uh, help with my home repair? Assuming that we're looking at a home that you're going to buy and not a home that you own, because going back to earlier, we, we're not offering refinances through the NACA program at this time. So if you own the home, follow the route and recommendations that Eric had provided earlier. If this is a property you're looking to buy, we are definitely going to look at that property. You're going to have a property inspection. That inspection will be reviewed. Any code safety, health requirements, structural, major mechanical, those are going to be required. Anything that you want to add to that, wish list repairs, we can look and see how that fits into your affordability and qualification. And we can definitely look at those options as well. That's what HAND does. We help. With repairs for the property that you want to purchase. I hope that answer the question
1: for them. I mean, I do have a question as far as I know on the list you divided up in between recommended, I mean, re- required, and then recommended. And mm-hmm. then after that flows wish list, correct? Like, if well, you have any wish list?
4: So uh- we're going to issue a NACA repair list that has a list of required repairs in order for this property to be eligible for purchase with a NACA product, these required repairs need to be addressed. We also recommend other repairs. These might be deferred maintenance things. If you don't take care of them, it could go into more immediate needs and could cost you more later. Um, Those aren't required, we just recommend you can negotiate for the seller to do those, or you can add them in a rehab escrow if that's the route, or you could just say, I'm gonna take care of these on my own. If you do request a rehab escrow, you can also do home improvements, wish list repairs. Required repairs have to be addressed first. And if there's room for additional wish list repairs based on your qualification and the appraised value, the loan to value limits, we can look at those options as well. Not all wish list repairs are eligible, there's things that we will allow, things we will not allow. And um, I would recommend you go to a HAND webinar. We go into that in very detailed. Um, the property qualification webinar is on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time and the Rehab Escrow webinar, which if you want a rehab escrow, you have to attend that. It talks about your role and responsibility. That's Wednesdays at 3 p.m. You go to the NACA website, live webinars, and register anytime.
1: Excellent. Now, are you allowed to skip, so say... You got your required. We know you have to do those. But say the recommend, I want to do later, but I have some wish list items I'd rather put in place. Can I skip the recommended or those have you to can be skip included? skip the
4: recommended. Recommended is just that. If you don't want to okay. do that, but you want to do other wish list repairs, as long as you're doing the required repairs, we will look at the option for awesome. wish Awesome. Thank you. You are welcome. Perfect,
3: perfect, perfect. Linda Jones is asking, and she's saying, "I will retire before I finish the NACA program. Will I still be able to qualify?"
4: I don't sure like answer. how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> don't read
3: it the next, na- Look, that, it sounds good and bad <laughs> in one. Oh, like, oh I, my I, god! I, before it's hey, over, I'm going to retire.
2: <laughs> she made it to retirement. Kudos to her. Or, or about you. the yeah. short <laughs> answer is, is, it will not impact your process. Just make sure. That you're you're basing your affordability on your retirement income and not the income just before you retire, because then you're gonna struggle with your payment or won't be able to make your payment. And you're losing the house. So so just make sure you you use your retirement income for your qualification.
3: I'm gonna tackle this one because this keeps coming up. It came up three times on the phone call. And so I put it in here. It says, We have um we we seen from the last show the last two shows actually, that the interest rate is changing. Now it it has gone from a 2.2 and now to a 2.5, 30 year. What's the reason for the change in the interest rate?
2: Oh, um, man. Oh, so, um, so interest rates will always change and hope, and you know, I'm going to be candid. If interest rates stay this low for much longer, we're going to have real problems with the entire economy. Um, They've stayed down for a long time because the Fed has made a decision to keep them down, largely because of COVID um, and to keep property values high. Now, don't worry about interest rates going up. Don't let that panic you. I mean, we're still talking about a two and a half or less than 3% interest rate. I mean, anything under 5% is just phenomenal given the history of the country. So don't get worried about interest rates going up. Because you know what happens when interest rates go up? Prices start coming down. That's right. So there's generally a loss. Now, it is true that if you get a real big spurt in interest rates coming up, yet sellers are still being really aggressive, you can buy with higher interest rates and at the top of the market. But don't worry about any of that because all you need to worry about is, is this the right house for me and can I afford the payment? Don't worry. You're going to make your payments if you can afford it and you're always going to have equity or you're always gonna have affordability over the long term. And eventually you're gonna have it paid down or paid off and and have the true value of your property. Don't worry about interest rates increasing. The only thing you have to worry about a little bit is if you see them increase and they're gonna continue to increase according to the information the fed put out there. So Mm -hmm. get ready for that. So what you might wanna do is if you're at the top of your qualification for affordability, say you qualified for $1,500 a month and that barely works with your affordability, Make sure you're saving as much as possible now so you can buy the interest rate back down to where it was when you qualified, because you might need that to get, you know, into that contract at top dollar.
3: Wow, that's good information, good information. And, I, and thank you for noticing our website where we do post the, our, our interest rate on a daily basis. So thank you so much for that. Um, next question is from Rosa. Again, thank you, Rosa. Rosa is very, very engaged. She wants to talk about the $25,000 lien that NACA takes on the property. If she's getting a, a home improvement loan or a loan to fix up her home, how does that $25,000 lien play into
2: effect? To, to oh, another really good question, may I? Okay. Because I work I work this um, day in and day out. So, um, so there are circumstances, so it, it will impact your ability to get another loan against the house. So we're talking about um, home equity line of credit here, we talked about earlier. If you refinance, it won't have any impact, of course, because you're refinancing to that mortgage. But if you want to take out a lien against the house, a home equity line of credit, a HELOC, then it will factor because they'll see the 25000 lien and we'll have to do what's called subordinate, meaning going to third position because the HELOC will need to be in the second loan position, your primary mortgage is in the first loan position. so if you've been in the property for a reasonable amount of time and and that's not set in stone that's not you know one year five years whatever a reasonable amount of time to where we understand why you didn't take out the loan in the first place through the hand department to make these repairs so in the first year generally speaking you really should have done it you know when you had the opportunity when you were coming through the program so in the first year it's pretty pretty hard to get us to subordinate i'm not saying we won't but it's going to be a challenge beyond that um, we'll look at, A, your affordability. So can you afford to put a, you know, take out a loan that's going to have a lien against the house? If the answer is no, we're not going to subordinate. Then we're going to look at why you need it. For repairs is a reason we take a look at it. And if you have the affordability and you document that, then we would approve to go into the third, into the third position. We'd also do it for things like medical needs, um, perhaps educational needs. Um, but just keep in mind, you know, it's all about keeping your home ownership as long as your payment on your on the liens against your house are affordable you won't lose lose your house right so never do things or my advice is to never do things like consolidate credit cards and then take a heloc and now risk your house over what was unsecured debt what happens if you don't pay your credit cards you get bad credit what happens if you don't pay your heloc or your or your mortgage they take your house um,
4: don't treat your house like a piggy bank it's your home
2: that's exactly right
4: the one thing i want to add to the security interest uh lien is it also is there to make sure that you're following the naca uh requirements it spelled out in your neighborhood stabilization agreement if you get a rehab and you fail to complete the repairs per the terms of the loan that Number one means you're in default of your loan and that can make that permanent. So it's very important that you understand your role and responsibility to a rehab. If you sign on to a rehab, you need to complete those repairs. That's part of the agreement we we have with our lender. We facilitate the terms of the escrow agreement you have with your lender. If you fail to complete them per the terms of the loan, you could be in default and we could make that security agreement a permanent lien for the life of the mortgage. So just be mindful of that.
3: Excellent, excellent. And before we go to our speed round of questions, we got one more. Keisha, I feel your pain, honey. I do. Keisha done co signed a car loan for her mom about two years ago. Can this affect her getting her home?
2: Um, is- I see Tammy shaking her head up. This is in my wheelhouse, so i but Tammy's exactly right. Um, can it affect? It, it can. It won't necessarily, though. NACA is really unique. So um I I like the way you said you feel a pain. I like the way Tammy Tam Tammy's shaking your head because Tammy's shaking her head saying, guys, credit's okay, not to do it.
4: Yeah. Right.
2: credit's not to be shared. Um and I got I get it while we do it for family members, especially even spouses and parents and all that. Um but you know, you know, your credit is something like your social security number. It should be unique to you and you know, make sure you're only signing for what you need. You know, that would be my my two cents on financial advice. In terms of the NACA process, if you co-sign for mom's car, for example, if it's co-signed, meaning you didn't just put it in your name, but you co-signed, if we can document clearly that your mom is the one who made the last 12 months of payments, we're going to see on the insurance and the registration that your mom is the one driving that car, then we can remove it from your debt to income ratio and your affordability.
3: Oh wow. Remind, we
2: need to see that, you know, it's your mom's car not yours. Yeah, you know, she you, she's the one driving it and she's made the last 12 months of payments then we'll remove it from your ratios. I love <laughs> that. There's you a way.
3: No late say, payments,
2: right? No late payments. Um we'll work within the same guidelines of all of NACA. If the late payments make sense, you know, you can have a couple of late payments, but if they make sense, we understand if say, for example, the member has a perfect payment history. We know that mom's driving the car. We know that mom made a couple of late payments. We're not gonna hold that against the member. That's as long so as it can our the guidelines. That is so fair. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
3: Keisha, cut the cord, but help is on the way. That's good. <laughs> Amen. That is so good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are at our speed round. We're down to the last eight minutes or so of the show. And I always hate to leave all these questions on the board. So we're gonna go through a speed round, Eric and Tammy. And so we're gonna quickly try to hear these questions and answer them as quickly as we possibly can. So here we go.
2: All right, Tammy's gonna decide who answers. she'll, she'll leave it to me her.
3: <laughs> okay, here we go. Louis is asking how soon can I refinance my NACA home?
4: You can refinance your home as soon as you want, but why would you with America's Best Mortgage Product? Eric. You're going
2: to you're gonna make a neighborhood stabilization payment if you do it within the first five years, though. So you're going to want to wait five years before you do, or else you're going to have to pay back that. Day.
3: Thank you. I'm in Dallas, and I know many of appraisers. So why is it taking so long to complete the appraisal for my property?
2: Eric. Um, the bank, the lender, participating lenders we work with, work with multiple appraisal management companies. And in some markets, they just don't have enough appraisers in the appraisal management companies. Yes, you might know somebody who can do it, but it has to be somebody who's certified with the appraisal management companies on their list.
3: Awesome. Uh, Ms. Cook, how does the buy-down the buy-down actually work? And does it reduce your mortgage payment? Sure.
2: It does reduce your mortgage payment. The way it works is 1% of loan amount on a 30 year loan permanently buys down your interest rate by one sixth of a percent. So that's 0.167. You can buy down up to the HOPA threshold. So for most people, it's about five or six discount points, bringing your interest rate. So if you buy six discount points, You bring your interest rate, today's interest rate is is 2.5%. You permanently get it down to 1.5%. And yes, it is one of the most effective, if not the most effective way to reduce your mortgage payment permanently.
3: Got it. Does the contractor doing the repairs on the home have to be certified with NACA if it's only for a specialty case such as lead-based paint removal?
4: All contractors have to be registered with NACA. Registration entails uh, verifying credentials, license, insurance, valid tax ID. Valid tax ID is ran through the IRS to confirm that we can actually pay them on how they apply taxes. So the answer is all contractors must be registered with NACA. Okay. And you actually answered that for
3: three people. Thank you so much, Tammy. I am in the process of a divorce. Lord have mercy. And my appointment is January 19th. Is that going to affect me with the home buying process?
2: It depends on the state. So, um, in some states like Georgia, somebody can buy a house without a spouse's involvement for the most part and own that house hundred percent. Um, For example, and then other states like North Carolina, no matter what, even if you've been separated, um, you have to, and there's no legal separation in North Carolina, though you have to be separated for a year before you can even get a divorce, but um, you cannot buy a house without your current spouse's involvement, meaning they're going to have ownership interest. So what you would have to do in most states in the country is have your estranged spouse or the person who you're divorcing be willing to. Sign away all rights to the property prior to us, us sending you out shopping. They have to agree that they're going to sign for it, and then you have to trust that they're actually going to sign it at closing. The settlement agent we we get for you, or you know, is paid for on your behalf. That not, that is a NACA of vendor. They'll work with your spouse, ask them all these questions. You know, are you willing? To sign away your rights, you know. Hopefully, you're going through a amicable divorce, um, and they're willing to because you're doing this on your own. If they're willing to sign away their rights, they say that up front, then you won't have any problems, and we won't have to go, you know, involve them in the process. Otherwise, you may have to close the chapter of marriage in in, in life before you open the chapter of homeownership, because you don't want to buy a house that you can never sell because the title is clouded because you have somebody else on it who's not willing to play ball.
3: Don't ask me what I would do because I'd wait. But that's a different story for another day. Take care of one thing before you go to another. Oh, yeah, that's right. Close that chapter, girl. But anyway, my income could possibly be changing going down. Will this cause an issue if I already have been qualified? Can I advance through the process quicker to close?
4: This is a Tammy Eric question. I'll start. Don't set yourself up for failure by working with something you know you're
2: not going to have. Eric? Timmy's exactly right. Yes, it is going to impact your process. Go back to your counselor, give them what your new income is going to be and requalify based on that. It's just like the member who asked about they're about to retire and their income is going to change to retirement income. Only ever look to qualify on the income that you're gonna have over the long term. Because what you don't wanna do is get in a contract, spend money on inspections, even put earnest money down. And now the clock is ticking just to get denied at NACA credit access, because the income is no longer gonna be there or it's not going to be there. Keep in mind, that's a federal law that's called ability to repay. If If we can't reasonably document the income we're using to qualify you for a mortgage, is going to continue to exist for the rece- for the foreseeable future we cannot we cannot obtain a mortgage for you using that income
3: okay and this is a good one lord have mercy on y'all. I yeah i promised my mama glory we gotta start cutting the cord. but i promised my mama a vacation when i get my taxes and i already have my minimum required funds
4: but now that i'm hearing you say to keep saving should i cancel the vacation Do what you think is best. If you know you're going to spend your minimum required funds, take mama on that vacation and be prepared to save all over again. If the house is more important, sit mama down, reassess when she gets to go on vacation. Do what's best for you and mama.
2: Nothing to add there. That's perfectly said. (laughs)
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show.
3: Thank you so much, Damien. We did it. We did it. We did it. (laughs) They're already sending us out of
4: here.
3: (laughs) I know. Thank you guys so much for joining. Don't forget, always reach out to us back here every Monday, doing it just for you. Like us, love us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, doing all we do for you. And always reach out to us and seek information at www.naca.com.
0: Think it through and there it is. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com. Do you want to make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. Create long-lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. NACA's success is based on the active participation of over two million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join an act to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Alicia Ford. Um, I purchased my home with NACA about a year and a half ago.
4: I highly recommend it and it gives everybody a fighting chance at owning an affordable home with a mortgage that you can afford without some of the crazy lending practices that we know that are out there.
0: To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com.
2: Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score, and at a below-market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront, stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low-to-moderate-income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's NACA.com. Do you want
0: to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves.
3: My name is Barbara Milan. I bought my forever home. I'm not planning on moving again. And it's all because of NACA. I wouldn't have been able to afford the home that I'm living in um, without the NACA program.
0: To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com.